Victoria strives to bring inspiration into this world and ignite people to make positive change through serving others and appreciating the little things. From smiling at a stranger, to writing a letter, to becoming a mentor for younger students, and much more. Taught by Victoria intersects humanity, kindness, and a passion to strive to always do good. I highlight stories, people, and ideas that bring beauty and benevolence to life. Acts of charity can happen in the most simplest of ways, seamlessly seeping into our quotidian lives. Joni Sweetland, founder and owner of the Inner Rock Group, empowers women and minorities to step into their leadership through her company dedicated to empowerment. Her life story begins in Kansas and goes from Japan to Wall Street to all over the world and to her home in Northern Virginia. As a former senior partner at Deloitte and one of the only women to reach her position, she has encountered many obstacles due to her gender. She realized that her mission in life is to empower women, girls, and minorities to step into their leadership and be confident in who they are. Therefore, she retired midway through her career to launch Inner Rock. On the podcast, she shares her greatest tips, advices, and recommendations to staying true to oneself, finding one's life purpose, and how to navigate gender inequalities. It is my pleasure to have Joni on the podcast with me today. Hi, Joni. It's so awesome to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Victoria. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. (laughs) I'm really happy we got to reconnect. This will be an incredible episode. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's been far too long, so I'm so honored to be on your podcast today. (laughs) Thank you. So tell me... Uh, well, tell me and the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name's Joni Swedland, and um, I am the owner of the Inner Rock Group, uh, which is all about inspiring and empowering women, minorities, and young girls uh, to really step into their leadership and just bring their full potential um, to the world. I think that's so important. And sometimes we just need, you know, that extra hand on our back. Um, So, you know, we really focus on leadership development programs on coaching, and we also offer summer camps uh, for young girls. So for me personally, I grew up in Kansas, um, a Kansas girl, small town, um, but very quickly wanted to see the world. And so I launched my career in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, there I started in telecommunications. Um, From there, I ended up Uh, getting into consulting. So I did consulting services initially in the telecommunication space. And then I was recruited uh, into Deloitte. And uh, for Deloitte, I was on the consulting side and I was in financial services uh, and I was with them for 22 years and a partner for 18 years. So um, it was just a fantastic career. I was just so blessed to have that. Um, But I'm a mom, a single mom. I have two young girls that are both teenagers. Uh, uh, Kate is 16 and Ava is 13. And I'm just, I just feel so grateful every day for this life. Oh, that's so amazing. And wow, they're already teenagers. <laughs> I know, right? It's like you blink. I mean, people say things go quickly, but you don't realize until you, you know, as soon as I had kids, it's like, oh my gosh, you realize how quickly time goes. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. For sure. So what was it like going from your former job at Deloitte and then starting this new company? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So first of all, I loved my career at Deloitte. And in fact, I've loved my entire career. It's just been um, an amazing learning and growth opportunity. And Deloitte was a great platform, uh, a great place to really go and develop some skills and, you know, work with uh, incredible companies around the world. But then we had a life event, Victoria, I think, as you know, and unfortunately, you know, at that point, I needed to make a decision um, because my girl's uh, dad passed away unexpectedly, and you never could plan or imagine for something like that. But when life happens, you just need to make decisions as leaders. And my decision was easy to make. I needed to retire early because my girls come first. And um, for me, family is my number one core value. I needed to lean into that. And I also knew that eventually I was going to do something post Deloitte. This gave me the opportunity to be with my girls and to lean into my passion and purpose, which is all about helping to inspire and empower, you know, women, minorities, and girls, which I love. And I love my job every day. Um, you know, do I miss Deloitte? Yes, I miss definitely, you know, the people aspects and, and the clients and, you know, the exciting work. But at the same time, I haven't regretted that decision one moment because stepping into creating your own business you have to go back to a beginner's mindset and a beginner's mindset means forget everything you've known. You just have to like be a sponge and start learning all over again. Because when I was at Deloitte, I mean, I was a partner for 18 years. I, I knew what I was doing. I loved it. You know, you're kind of, you figured out the, how you crack the code, right. And know what you're doing and you do it well. But then when you start something that is so different, um, you really go back to this place of just being open and willing to learn and to fail and to make mistakes and to learn from that and say, okay, I've got to pivot, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I started this business and it was only, I was only a few months in when COVID hit and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? You know, we've never experienced a pandemic. And so what that did going into that with that beginner's mindset, it really helped me to pivot to become more digital, to be able to deliver services virtually, how you do that, how you do that effectively. Um, it got me thinking about, oh, well, maybe I need an online learning platform. So, you know, you just have to look at whatever life is, you know, whatever life deals you, whatever that card is, whatever that ball that might get dropped, there's always opportunity um, in that if you keep that, you know, beginner's mindset and that openness. So I found that to be just a beautiful aspect of the transition. The other thing I will say is um, the amazing network I've built amongst other small women owned businesses has been amazing. Um, you know, it's just incredible to support each other, to learn from each other and to help each other be successful. So I think that's been another kind of beautiful, um, unanticipated benefit of, you know, really making this switch into owning my own business. Yeah. 
Oh, so what, what inspired you to go uh, and start in Iraq? I know that you said like your family, but what, what is the mission behind Iraq? What drove you to do oh, that? Yes, absolutely. So, okay. So first the inspiration there, there are actually several things that really inspired me and just going back to my own upbringing and family, you know, I was raised by a single mom. I also had this amazing grandmother. My grandmother, she learned to ride a bike when she was 65 years old. Okay. I mean, most of us learn this when we're little kids, you know, we, we keep rolling, we go out, we fall down, we get, pick up the little bike and imagine learning this skill when you are 65 years old. I still remember that day. I mean, literally she was like, doing dishes in her apron and my grandfather was like coaxing her away and he had surprised her and took off the training wheels okay she was using training wheels at 65 <laughs> and i love this moment so much because what she taught me in that moment as she started pedaling right she started pedaling and she turned back and told my grandfather don't you let go don't you let go and he was running behind her holding onto the seat of her <laughs> bicycle and I just remember that, um, he, you know, she kept saying, don't you let go, but he had already let go. And all she, she didn't know, she just kept paddling and she got her own momentum. And in that moment, she taught me, we're never, we're never too old. We're never too young to learn new things. And we don't have to do it alone. We can always have someone's hand on our back. We can always have that support. And so she really inspired me from, I'd say a very young age and just being able to lean into things that might be scary or, you know, might be unknown. The other thing that really inspired me to create in Iraq was as I progressed through my own career, there were times, Victoria, where I was told that, you know, oh, you can't do that. That's too hard. Or, oh, it might be too soon. You know, you might want to wait a little bit longer to, to really do that. There were people that were unintentionally, and I really believe it was unintentional, were trying to dim my light. They were trying to hold me back. And I don't know per se, if it was their own fears or what the logic was behind it, but it really got me thinking about what are other women and minorities being told? Because, you know, there's no reason to dim your light. There's no reason to not go for your dream. Um, there's always people there to support you. So I think a big piece of this was knowing and having to learn myself to just believe in my own self-worth and to be able to be willing to take risks and to know it's okay, no matter what happens. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? And so as I started to think about that, it really made me wonder about other women and minorities and what they were being told and young girls. And so that's really a big inspiration behind the inner rock group, because it's all about encouraging um, others to take risks and, you know, to really lean into things that might be uncomfortable um, and to also create that self-awareness to know that you are worthy. You are worthy of having and living the life you want to live. A wonderful story. Wow. So tell me a little bit about what it was like working in 
an area where it was mostly men or male dominated. Oh, oh yes. I mean, that started, that actually started the beginning of my career in Japan. I mean, honestly, uh, it was, there weren't that many um, females uh, working in the, the office and the ones that did uh, typically um, they were assigned to do things like, you know, um, the kitchen duty to serve tea. You know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, why are you doing this? You know, I mean, it really was opening my eyes. And I also, it was in Japan where I experienced sexual harassment for the first time. And I was young. I was probably, gosh, I, I think I was maybe 20, 21 at the time when I had my internship there. And uh, no one had prepared me for this. And I was sitting literally, you know, with an individual who was, was sponsoring me. Um, and we were in, uh, uh, kind of a, a limo. Uh, it was after we had had this, this dinner, he had treated me to a dinner. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had this person that's like trying to kiss me and like trying to, you know, uh, it's like all over me. And I just, with all my small body size at the time, you know, all my mind, I just pushed this man off of me. And I just like, no, you know, and I think I scared him and <laughs> which was the intent, but you know, women need to just be prepared for any scenario. And in that moment, I learned the power of setting personal boundaries. And that's so important that, you know, your boundaries, because what boundaries do is they teach others what, how it's appropriate to interact with you. And no one is allowed to touch your body. No one is allowed to do just whatever they want. I, that's just not going to happen. So, you know, even though that happened, you know, and it was awful in the moment, you know, I really found that empowered place to be able to protect myself and to set that boundary. Now that was like an extreme case. Okay. But you know, in general, what I found in my career is that there were many times I would be the only woman, um, in a meeting. Um, I would be the only woman, uh, you know, I remember distinctly one meeting I had with a client where literally this was on wall street and there were men that were just, you know, all arguing and trying to be heard over each other. And I was sitting there and none of them knew what they were talking about. I was the only one in the room that had had the global, you know, implementation experience of this particular software. And I knew exactly the steps and what needed to get done but I couldn't even get a word in initially because they were literally that testosterone was like flying, you know, around the room. And then it was interesting because the individual um, client just pounded the table and said, I've heard from all of you. I want to hear from Joni. And it was in that moment, I realized I, you know, I felt the power because I knew I believed in myself. I knew my experience and I was able to clearly articulate and everyone listened. And that was the direction they took, but I, more so I learned, I don't need to have that moment created for myself. I need to meet the group where they're at. So from that day forward, if these men were yelling, I just got into the middle and said, listen, I know, you know, here's the next step. This is what we need to do. This is proven. Da, da, da. So, and that was not necessarily my style. I had been raised to 
you know, listen to, to others, especially if they were older than you. I was younger at the time. It was the beginning of my career. Um, and I also was, you know, you were supposed to wait for an opening, be polite be, and listen, those rules don't always pertain in the business world, right? The game is a little bit different. And so you have to learn, you know, how you can have your voice heard and also do it in a respectful way, but in a way where you, depending on the environment you're in, you know, you've got to adapt. Um, so I think that that was one thing I definitely learned. Um, so, you know, it was, it was not always great being the only woman in the room or, you know, the only, but, or a few, one of the few. However, I found that um, that also fueled this, this desire to create Emirac because there just aren't enough women and minorities at the table in the meaningful conversations. And what I mean by that, I mean the C-suite, I mean the boards, I mean places where the real decisions are being made for organizations. We need more women and minority leaders, period. Because the more we do, the more diverse thinking that we have. Um, you know, it, it's just, there's some more innovation. There's more productivity. There's just so much goodness that comes out of that. And so that's another, um, you know, I had to go through that experience to see that, to feel it, to see the absence and what that was driving. Thank you so much for sharing that and your honesty. And I know this will, this is such an inspiration for me and you are such a role model for all other women. So I was wondering what what would you tell another uh, person, um, whether that be a woman, a person of color, mm -hmm. anyone really, um, who's encountering some of the same problems you did in the workplace? Yeah. So I'd say first of all, believe in your self worth, and know that um, it is okay to set boundaries. And it is okay to say no, and it is okay to speak up and have your voice heard. Um, I think that's so important because your voice is needed. It is definitely needed, but it all depends on the situation, but honor yourself, listen to your intuition, listen to that inner leader inside of you, because you have values that are in you that are going to guide you. And the, the earlier you can learn about your core values and what they are, the more alignment you can bring into your life. And what I mean by that is how you make your decisions. Your decision-making gets much easier when you understand your values, because then if you align your decisions with your values, it's so easy to make those decisions and not second guess yourself or regret those decisions. Because when you're in alignment in your life, in your work, and how you show up day to day with your values, it's just your life is going to flow in such a beautiful way. And you're going to be living your authentic uh, life and bringing your authentic leadership style to everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. So what keeps you grounded uh, when times <laughs> are, you know, turbulent or when you were starting this company and, you know, you were taking a chance? Oh my gosh. So many things keep me grounded, but a number one is my faith. And, you know, I, um, 
I am a uh, Christian and I am grounded every day by God. And I believe in walking in your faith and having trust. So even when things happen that seem overwhelming or, uh, you know, we've navigated some pretty tough situations. I know I have personally in my life, but when those moments come, I always know that I, I am supported and that I'm not in it alone, that there is this bigger, uh, entity that, you know, God is looking out for me and that at the end of the day, everything that happens is for my benefit. There's either a lesson to be learned in it, or there is, um, some beautiful growth that's going to happen for my own soul. So I, that's how I lean into some of the most difficult times and how I get that grounding. Um, the other things that ground me are my kids. They keep me real. I mean, honestly, <laughs> there's nothing more grounded than being around your teenagers and your girls, right? I mean, they, they definitely keep me grounded. I also have a, a puppy Jackson and oh my gosh, he keeps me grounded too, you know, cause we, we go to our love circle quite frequently during the day just for cuddles and, and, you know, lots of love. So all of that really keeps me grounded. And then the other things I do, um, I do enjoy meditating. I enjoy, uh, exercising. I enjoy walking in nature. Um, all of these things are very grounding for me. And so I think for others who might be listening, getting grounded is really important. So you have to find those activities where you just really feel connected in your body and to the earth and to others, whatever that is for you, that's what you need to be doing more of, particularly during these crazy pandemic times. It's, it's just so healthy to do that. Certainly. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how we can get involved with Inner Rock. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Inner Rock, um, there's, there's lots of ways to get involved. Um, so first of all, we, uh, if anyone knows of young girls, uh, or minorities who are interested in learning leadership that are in middle school or high school. Every summer I have at least one summer camp or multiple camps that we do leadership type camps. Um, this year we actually did one called Girl Boss Money 101. So these girls, it was so amazing. We went back and we discovered like, what was our financial imprint? That means what are our earliest memories of money and how did that form how we think about money? What is our relationship with it? Um, you know, and then we learned all things money, lifestyle choices, how to budget, what are, how to do taxes, how to um, start using compound interest, which by the way, for your listeners, start saving now. I don't care if it's like, you know, a small amount a month, start saving that because your compound interest is your friend and you can save little now and still end up doing so much better in the future. So, um, you know, we learned about that. We learned about, um, all things money. We went all the way from, you know, how to do investing and, um, to, uh, retirement literally. So, um, it was, it was so empowering uh, to be able to work with these young women and, and 
that they felt confident that they could be responsible for their own financial future, no matter what. So that was really empowering. Um, other ways to get involved, um, we're doing this, we've done a soft launch of something called Inner Rock U. And I will tell you, I only had three modules out there, but they, um, I'm pricing these uh, very low because I want the impact to have as many um, women that are able to take advantage of it. Um, but there's only three modules out there at the moment uh, that will grow. So I am working, um, I've been working uh, primarily on finalizing my leadership development program, which has happened. Um, I just finished my first draft of my business book. So I'm not sure when it's going to be published because I'm waiting for my developmental editor. Um, we're going to be talking to some literary agents, but it's called Lead from Inside Out. And it has um, really all of the leadership lessons and, and um, stories that I've collected throughout my career, I've, I've poured into this book, plus it's going to have a chapter at the end about how you pull it all together for yourself. Um, so it gives you kind of a roadmap of how you can start to apply these things to your life. Um, so that will be coming out for sure. Um, I'm getting ready to kick off some uh, focus group sessions in the fall, and this is really getting close to um, my uh, my market and understanding what are the biggest challenges and issues that women are facing in the workplace today. Things have definitely shifted with the pandemic. I mean, I'm sure you know, Victoria, that with the she session and the um, you know so many women leaving the workforce, this has been um, such a big setback. I think for women in the workplace and uh, specifically. And I do believe that there are opportunities. And so um, if that's something that is of interest, um, one of the things that I'm um, positioning to work with different corporations is around their high potential. So as you enter the workforce, um, this is basically helping new hires and high potentials um, who are not in leadership positions yet to help to develop those basic leadership skills um, and how you lean into that. Um, so these are all ways right now to get in, involved with Interrock. And uh, I definitely welcome the support for sure. Um, you know, as I mentioned, this is, you know, every day is a new adventure and it's a new learning. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm really excited to share all of these links and more in the podcast description and in the blog post itself, which is awesome. 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 Yes. And feel free to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the primary social media that I use um, because that's where most of my clients are. So uh, definitely link in with me and um, also check out our website at www innerrock.com. Um, and, you know, from time to time, we're going to be offering events eventually when this pandemic, when we're getting on the other side, I'm planning to do uh, retreats and those will be in some fun locations. It'll all be leadership focused. So we'd love for any of your listeners to, to join us as we start those up. I'm hoping we'll see what happens, you know, uh, the rest of this year into next year. It's definitely not this year. We'll see about next year. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, soon they shall be coming out. And yes. every single guest on my show gets asked this question. What is one daily act of service that everyone can do every day? Super easy. Oh. 
be kind, be kind to one another, be kind to yourself. Make sure you find ways to do some self-care, whether that's getting the sleep you need, drinking extra water, um, whether that is friends and family time. Um, smile, smile to others, even to strangers. Be nice if you go through the drive-through. I always am nice and try to talk with the, the people at the window. They have a hard job, you know? And I just, it's little things that I think make a big difference. So. Just remember, be kind, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And I think that's going to make a world of difference right now. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for all your wisdom and advice. I'm really excited to share this episode with everyone. Oh my gosh, Victoria, thank you so much to you and to your listeners for having me. And it's such a pleasure. And I just wish you all just um, the, the best of the rest of your summer and also for the upcoming school year. I hope everyone is safe and has just a wonderful experience. Oh. Thank you so much. To learn more about Joni and to check out the Inner Rock group, more resources that she mentioned in this podcast, and how you can start stepping into your leadership potential, make sure to see the description box below or visit innerrock.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye!